Hey everyone, it's Jen and Jess from the beauty podcast, Fat Mascara, here to talk about Sol de Janeiro. So many of the beauty experts we interview on our show say that the key to great skin is to treat every inch of your body with the same attention you give your face. One of our favorite ways to do that is with Sol de Janeiro's Beja Flor Elastic Cream, a rich body cream that's clinically proven to boost collagen and has been shown to improve skin crepiness on the chest in just two weeks. Plus, it's scented with Sol de Janeiro's Charosta 68 fragrance. Sol de Janeiro is offering you 10% off your first order on soldejanero.com and free shipping with the code ACAST10. That's S-O L-D-E-J-A-N-E-I-R-O soldajanero.com and use the code ACAST10 for 10% off. Are you a lifelong fan of General Hospital? Are you a new fan who wants to know more about the history of the show? Do you enjoy talking about the show with others? Do you find yourself yelling at the TV? Is your self-care an hour a day in Port Charles? If so, we invite you to join hosts Amanda Kimmel and Shannon Coach at the place where all the hidden conversations take place and secrets are revealed. Meet us at Pier 54, a General Hospital fan podcast. Hello. Hi. Welcome to the General Hospital recap for January 8th through 12th. All right, we just know that this is going to be a tough one, so bear with us. Share with us. We're all going to cry today. Yay! (laughs) So we do have a few Port Charles pipelines from Vinny. Hi, ladies. I have to let you know, in my opinion, you both were right about Cyrus. I feel like when the temporary writers came in during the strike... Cyrus was set up to be evil and be the boss of the Gatlin gang. The Gatlin gang? Gatlin okay. gang. Okay. Mason and Austin. Mm-hmm. However, I feel that recently, see, and I don't feel like it was the Gatlins. I don't know. There still has to be more to that story, or let's just seriously get rid of, well, I guess they did. They killed Austin and got rid of Mason. Yeah. Okay. Um, however, I feel that recently, since the writers came back, Cyrus's character went through a shift. I'm still very skeptical of Cyrus's character. With that said, Jeff Kober is such a great cerebral actor that I don't know whether he is truly redeemed or if he is still has a connection to the underworld. I hear you. Because even with him pretending to be the pastor and listening to Nina's confession, he didn't really do anything underhanded with that information. But he did. He did. I'll even say he did. Thank you. Because he used it to coerce Nina into telling Sonny. And he was like, you know what I could do with this, right? So either you're going to tell him... Or I'm going to. Yes. Wouldn't it have been interesting to see what would have happened if Cyrus had been the one to tell Sonny? Because Sonny was already mad when Cyrus mm-hmm. let him know that he knew this information. Cyrus would be dead. So I'm glad that it wasn't Sonny that told him. Or it wasn't him that told Sonny. But that's what I'm wondering. Or would Sonny have no responded? No, he still would have responded he the same? Yes. Okay. Uh, So I'm thinking he is redeemed and just facing the backlash and untrustworthiness that comes with a background of avoiding of evil with a background of evil doing that he has. No, sorry. You're also wrong, Vinny. (laughs) I'm sorry. No, he's bad. He knows he's bad. He's continuing to be bad. Even without the Nina stuff. Bad, bad, bad. That's how it is. Okie dokie. And then Nicole... Hello, my ladies and friends. I hope everything is well with both of you and your families this past week. Aw. This past week, Adam has just acted weirder and weirder, and it's not sitting right with me. What are your girls' ideas, thoughts, or predictions on Adam? I feel like we'll talk about that. Yep. Coming up. Into this week. And that was it. Okay. So this upcoming Thursday, we are getting started on our 411 series 
about Bobby Spencer that we have been putting off since May. I think that it's good that we put it off. I 100% think that it is. And I know we wanted to get started. Like, we were starting this week no matter what. Yes. But, man, the timing on that. It was perfect. It was. So, I don't know how we want to do this. Do we want to do everything outside of it and then... Mm. And then, sure. Okay, cool. Because I feel like that'd be really, really quick. Oh, Hulu headlines. Yeah, sorry. Okay. I'm already all, uh, all out of sorts. On Monday, Carly and Elizabeth bond over Bobby memories. Maxie and Felicia support each other over Bobby's death. Jocelyn is furious with Michael. Tracy tells Brooklyn about Scott and Lucy's scheme. Lucy and Scott share a charged moment. On Tuesday, Alexis and Gregory discuss their kiss. Marshall and Stella clash. No, he yelled at her. He did. Trina confides in Stella. Sunny seeks out Carly. And Laura takes Esme to the PCPD. On Wednesday, the town of Port Charles mourns the loss of their beloved Bobby Spencer. Felicia and Carly come together to honor Bobby. Carly is forced to reckon with her family's past and close her mother's unfinished businesses. On Thursday, Carly and Felicia travel to Amsterdam to tend to the business Bobby left. Maxie and a reporter sit down with the people of Port Charles to share their memories of Bobby, and Carly dedicates a lovely tribute to her mother. And on Friday, Nicholas shares a moment with Ava. Spencer receives, sorry, I'm obviously so excited about that. (laughs) Spencer receives a surprise visitor. Curtis encourages Trina. Dex shows a brave side. And really? Uh, Yeah, I don't know. I don't think so. I think that was more of a coerced side. Yeah. Diane and Robert have a disagreement. I don't feel like that was a disagreement. I feel like she put him in his place. So, yeah, I'm just maybe gonna, Laura and Esme. I was gonna say, I'm, just, I'm like, that's the only one that really doesn't go into. Yeah, I'm just going to take a nap while you go over all that because it was filler stuff that I'm not even sure why they well, put in there. I did, I did love the Laura and Esme stuff. She got her to go to the PCPD to turn herself in for breaking into Windermere. Assuring her the whole time that everything would be fine, which Laura has been involved with the law in bad and good ways enough to know that you can't make promises to anyone. And she's the mayor, so that's almost more reason for Esme to believe her that exactly. she's going to make sure nothing happens to me. Yes. And then and then Ava walks in and is like, why am I here? If someone turned themselves in, can't you handle it? And they're like, well, we want you to see who it was and make a decision on if you're pressing charges. And she sees Esme and says exactly what you expected her to say of even without talking to Nicholas about anything recently. But you hurt my Trina by making everyone think that she was a horrible person and posted that tape. And really it was you and you didn't serve any time. So even if it's just a night, heck yeah, I want you in jail. Yes. Done. And then as Laura was so surprised, I did feel, I did feel for Esme because she was definitely under the impression that that was not going to happen. It was Laura's fault that she was, surprised though yeah and then laura goes out to ava and is like wait are you sure like i heard you even say give her like the lesser sentence blah blah blah. and she was like i don't want her tossed in jail for the rest of her life like i get it but at the same time heck yeah she should pay for what she did right like if if the sentence were to be something decades and decades i don't think ava would have done it she'd been like well can we just do like a misdemeanor of right trespassing Mm -hmm. or something you know but no. Yeah. To think that Ava was going to let her off scot-free, like, mm-mm. 
not um, happening. She goes back to the gallery. Oh, by the way, we are now also tracking the gallery exhibits. Oh, yeah. Why, yeah. Don't, why, why have I, we not been tracking that? Because we don't just know. want them all. We don't really well, track them. We're just like, I for a while. Them. It was. So, yes. But so then she tells Nicholas that she had Esme charged. And he's like, I'm going to say goodbye now. Uh, there's nothing keeping me in Port Charles. It's too soon for me to talk to my mom or my son. And then he goes and sees Spencer. So we're going to have to deal with this next week. Yep. Right. And Spencer is sitting there realizing, because Spencer went to visit Esme. She wasn't in prison at that point in time. But I think he did a it. great job. He did. He did. That was great. So he's talking to her. He's like, why would you go there? What happened? You could have just asked, blah, blah, blah. And she's like, I don't know. I just really felt like I needed to. And I wanted to see if I could get my memories back. And I couldn't remember anything. And you just don't understand. And he's like, what do you mean I don't understand? And she says, because... I don't know exactly what she said, but it was basically like, you've been privileged your entire life. You have no idea what it's like, Spence. And he's like, oh, that's familiar. Well, first he called her out on, how do you remember that? And she's like, just based on everything that you guys have told me. Yeah. But he did. Okay, so while she was freaking out over, I'm going to go away, he's like, you're a good mom. Yep. He's like, I'm going to make sure that Ace still knows you. And like he was, he was doing a he great was. job of he, being reassuring. Like I'm not just going to take him and run. Right, right. He's he, going to be here. He's going to visit you. Mm-hmm. And but you're then, not going to prison forever. It, like no matter what, it'll be a short period. It'll be okay. Mm-hmm. We'll take care of him. He's comfortable at Grandma's house because that's where he's lived up until the last two weeks or so. It's fine. Exactly. Well, and that's what as Ava even said. She right. was like, Ace is going to be fine. You have Laura. You have Spencer. You know. Yes. And then he just keeps playing back. That was great. It was. That it was Spencer who was going to be the one that figures it out just from something small like that. Because that's not something that I didn't like that when she told Ava. I don't like the fact that she's saying, I don't remember anything. Yeah. At least say some things are coming through fuzzy. Right. Because it does also seem that way. It doesn't seem like she knows. It seems like she is getting chunks Mm -hmm. and not the full thing. So it really kind of is. What she, am I remembering right now? She could have even just said, like, I get a strange feeling mm-hmm. when I'm, you know, when I was putting up the Christmas tree, I got a strange feeling. Right. I thought maybe seeing the room I put a Christmas tree up in last year would bring back a memory. Something. But instead, she's just doing what her mama told her. Deny, deny, deny. And right. she didn't do a good enough job because Spencer is on to her. But yeah, he's standing at the door. He's replaying everything after just visiting her. And then there's the knock at the door and you're like, okay, is it going to be Trina saying she's not going to Paris? Is it going to be Esme saying, wait, listen, I have more to explain. And I got out of prison or whatever. And instead it's Nicholas and they just like stand there and look at each other. So I wasn't impressed. They better do because a whole lot with Spencer's it next week. going to have to fight his dad for Ace because is Nicholas going there to get Ace? Because that's the kind of guy that Nicholas is right. now. Right. He'd be like, is, he's my kid. Esme's in prison. Give me my baby. I'm leaving. Right. So then we're going to have to do the Michael thing where Spencer's going to have to go to court, fight for custody of his brother, like Michael did with custody of Avery. Yep. I just, I wish that he just left. I'm sorry. I, I understand that, but they need this so that they can do the DNA test to prove that it's not really Nicholas's. Or Spencer's. Exactly. I'm all in favor I'm fine of Oz either of them. Oh, no. Well, it's the only other person I can think of that would have been in the same time frame. 
I, I'm just going to prefer someone off screen that we never met. Okay. Ew to Oz, but okay. Uh, but yeah, that's, I mean, we need Nicholas to do the paternity test. Maybe then he can be mad and storm away and never come back. Maybe. Okay. He has nothing in Port Charles because Spencer's still mad at him and Ava doesn't want him. Spencer's going to be And that baby's mad. not even his. Right. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yep. So we'll make him go away in like a week or two after we do that. But then speaking of DNA tests. Oh my gosh. Okay. Sasha lets Nicholas know, or Cody know, mm-hmm. that the reason why the DNA test came back, well, because she stepped in and said, and it's going to say that. Cody is not Mac's son. Right. And then he's like, how did that happen? And she's like, I swapped my own hair. It would show that she was a female and not a male. Yes. And it says one of the DNA markers checked by the lab during a paternity test is the sex gene on a report. This shows XX for female XY for male. This is useful process for a variety of reasons. For example, if the child is supposed to be a male, this check shows that the sample is from a female. The lab can contact the customer and ask for clarification to ensure the sample, the correct samples were submitted. Sometimes customers accidentally mislabel samples and this process can catch this mistake. So it is something that is screened for. And that is from the DNA Diagnostic Center. What paternity testing can and can't tell you February 5th, 2018. Boom. It is screened for that mistake specifically. Yeah. Probably also just to make sure that nothing got mixed up in the lab too. So. And Cody goes right back to wanting to protect her and is like, I did something bad. That's why I am not being Max's son. And me switching the tests at first was bad. So now you just incriminated yourself by you also switching the test, which again is still bad. Right. He, I guess he didn't switch the tests at first. He lied about the test results. Right. Which was bad. That wasn't illegal. The illegal stuff was the uh, switching. Yeah. Tampering. No, not switching. He didn't switch. He he didn't. She did. She tampered. She did. She would get in trouble for tampering. Right. But when he said that he had already done stuff that he was going to get in trouble for, he was talking about the lawsuit that he filed with Scott over the necklace. And so now she's implicating herself in that. Yes. <sighs> Um, Gregory and Alexis. I don't like that they're using the same background music. Remember when couples used to have their own yeah. theme song? Now it's all the dun 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 dun. And I'm like, no. Can we just get? Thank you for song time. You're welcome. It's been a long time since we've had karaoke time. Yes. But now she's like so excited. Now she wants to train to be able to jump out of plane by herself. And then they just discuss should that kiss have happened? Should it not have happened? Well, he asked her an, an impossible question. I, I don't, I mean, I like Gregory and Alexis together just because they both need somebody. So sure, go ahead and do it. And I don't dislike Gregory per se, but he's not like a character I'm really, really invested in. So whatever. But he says to her, if you didn't know that I was dying, would you have gone skydiving? And she's like, no, I was obviously terrified. I didn't want to go skydiving. You know this. And he's like, okay, then. And if you hadn't gone skydiving, knowing I was dying, would you have kissed me? I can't know thing or I can't not know things that I know is what she said. Right. It, it doesn't matter, Gregory. The point is that she knew what she was doing and she kissed you anyway. So right. Be happy that she obviously meant she's willing to be by your side in a friend capacity or more while you go through 
everything you're going through, whether it's a couple month timeline or a couple year timeline. Right. Why are we questioning it? Question like, was it because of an adrenaline rush? Sure. That makes sense. The other questions, no. Can't not know what I know. And then Diane and Robert, I guess we can just, so I just took my notes. I literally, anything that happened that was outside of the Mm -hmm. memorial, I just put together. Diane and Robert on Friday discussed Sonny and Cyrus and Robert's basically telling Diane, like we basically got him this time. And she's like, no one gets Sonny. Right. Let me put some holes in your plan because you don't want to go up against me. And she's upset that he wants Sonny to actually go to jail. And then she said, and he was like, what are you going to do with all your time now that you're not defending your biggest client? And she's like, not spending it with you. Yep. Which, okay. I love Diane. I love how her brain works. I love how she finds those little loopholes for Sonny because that's why she's on retainer. Mm -hmm. But Sonny's not denying having beat up Cyrus. And like, there's going to be DNA evidence and everything. There's really not much that she can, because even she said, but Cyrus is seen worse than Sonny. Right. And he's like, yeah, but it was in a church. It was, you know, it was provoked. Like Sonny doesn't have a scratch on him other than the ones that he, so it's not like he can say self-defense. Right. But I just don't understand if Cyrus Again, Cyrus said in the beginning he wasn't going to say anything. He wouldn't talk to Dante, blah, blah, blah. So if Cyrus goes in there and says, I'm not testifying, I'm not being part of this process. Oh, no. What are they going to do? Like, I know the police can still press charges even if the victim doesn't want to. But how far can they press it? Because if Cyrus isn't going to help, then, you know, what evidence is there that it wasn't self-defense or that it wasn't provoked in some way? Something that would change the sentence. I bet the church has cameras. Should have cameras. At least. No idea. No. I don't know. And we forgot to talk about when Nina and Ava were talking about... (sighs) Nina doesn't know that Sonny was arrested for beating up Cyrus. And we forgot to talk about the fact that when Nina went to Sonny's, he slammed the door in her face the week before. Which was great. And then Nina's trying to rope it in that, well, what's Sonny going to do when he knows you told me to do that? Oh, my gosh. Anything to avoid taking ownership, which we thought she was doing. And Ava's like, hold up. No. I I asked you, what do you think would happen if? And you decided to go do it. I was asking you, like, Amanda and I could sit here and be like, I wonder what it would be like if I blew up this hole in my backyard we are not going to go try it no no and if you do it on your own i'm not going to be like oh my gosh I feel it's amanda's so fault right that. right i'm gonna say we had a conversation and decided it was a bad idea why right. did you go do that just to see if it would be no oh i love that nina i don't feel like they're going to be friends for much longer if no. she keeps this up because nina has been having to remind her too many times this is on you not me ava you said nina yes Ava's had to be reminding me that. Yes. Yes. Sorry. Nope, you're fine. And then Curtis was a candidate for surgery. Only three out of 25 have been successful. Marshall blows up at Stella for having realistic expectations. Concerns. Yeah. That Curtis really, really struggled when he first came out of surgery and found out that he wasn't able to walk. What's going to happen if he can't? And then Marshall's just being mad because he's mad that they hugged and didn't kiss, but maybe wanted to kiss, but they're confused on their conflicting feelings. Right. 
Okay. He confronted her about it. But then Portia and Curtis talk about what could happen. And then they decide to not do the surgery. And then when the surgeon comes in, Portia's like, he'll do it. I I love how much you just (laughs) don't love her. I just don't like the way that she pretends. You don't pretends. like her either. Oh, I don't. I don't like her. But your your emotions. I wish they could see your reenactment because your whole body that's exactly language how she did changes. It. Like you, she was gets holding so mad. his hand, all comforting, just as he's about to tell the surgeon, "You know what? I don't think we're going to take the chance." And then she decides to change their mind, yeah. even though they had just been talking about like the possibility of them doing it, and he really was saying it's on not all her decision, but you know, I really want her opinion. She just swept in there and was like, no, I changed my mind. You're doing this. Yep. And then while he was in surgery, Trina told Stella about the Sorbonne. I love that. I love that. Yes. She's like, I know I should stay here. But when Stella's like, I didn't say that. What are you talking She's about? Like, you know what I would do? I'd be in Paris. Yeah. You can come back and see your dad. We'll be here. You can FaceTime him. It's fine. And then Curtis said the same thing. He woke up and Trina went to go see him. And she said, you know, I didn't tell you about this, but I'm going to. Like I was accepted into this program and Spencer's going to come with me. And he was like, uh, why don't you go by yourself? And I don't think he was, he was definitely not saying it in the, it wasn't against Spencer. It was was, just, this is an experience that maybe you don't want to share with him. Right. Because he's also already been to Paris. Yeah. He knows it, which is, it's fine. That's great that he's not a student there. Right. And she wants to go experience it. So And now with everything going on with Ace, Spencer's definitely not going to be going. Trina's going to go by herself. Are they going to work out? Who knows? And then Joss and Adam at the dorm. We forgot to talk about that all together last week. Basically, Adam is just totally freaking out. Every week, Adam is a train wreck and he does something else to alert Joss to the fact that he's a train wreck. So last week it was that he was drunk Basically by himself, like he'd gone to a party, but then he right. left and had a bunch of alcohol or was continuing to drink the alcohol and they had to sober him up. And I think we didn't really talk about it because Dex stayed with him because that was whenever Joss got the call about right. Bobby. Right. So she left, but she uh, let the school know and the RA came to talk to him and let him know that there was information in his little parent portal thing or student portal a counselor thing. was added to his parent por- to his portal to his portal, to his portal to which his parents can see and so he freaked out that they were going to be so mad and they're disappointed. not supposed to see they forced him to give him to give them okay. the log on okay after they found out that he lied about the internship oh, so okay. otherwise it is supposed to be like i cannot get into my son's portal okay i have my own i Yes, you get your own ID mm-hmm. because you can submit parent information. I forgot that it's not the same thing. Because that's why he was freaking out. He's like, they're going to see that and yeah, wonder what the heck's going on and just think that I'm lying more. And I just feel like we really need to get we more need, info. We yeah. need to know what what is going on. Is he putting the stress on himself? Is it parents? Is it what is it? I'm hoping that his parents show up and clarify for us that, yes, they put all this pressure on him, but they also told him that if he couldn't stand the pressure, that he didn't need to go through with it. Because they did at some point in time ask him, are you taking those pills again? Like, you didn't hear exactly that, but he was holding the pills and like, right, you knew that's what they said. And he was like, no, no, I'm not doing that anymore, blah, blah, blah. So they know he had a problem. They are probably concerned once they see this message about a counselor and hopefully they'll come and give some clarity of 
yes, we pressured him if he's going to do this to do his best, but we're not pressuring him to the point that he should be taking medication that is not his. Right. Or not prescribed for that reason. And Joss did the right thing. She went to the RA and tried to get, are they still considered RAs? Is that what they're still called? That's what they were calling them. Okay. I feel like my son's is something different, but it's the same thing, but it's just like they have a different name now. Yeah. But, but they were so nice about it. Like, obviously it's his first time having any issues and stuff. So the RA is like, listen, someone can talk to you right now. We can figure this out. Like, we're not kicking you out. We're not making you drop classes. We're not costing you a bunch of money or whatever. Just go talk to somebody and see what's up. Right. I don't know. And then on Friday, Sonny had Dex searched before he came into his office Mm -hmm. and then proceeded to ask Dex to kill Cyrus. Yeah. And when Dex was like, I really don't think that's a good idea. And he gave some really good points as to, you might not want to be doing that right now. Mm -hmm. I I don't think you're thinking with a clear head right now. Mm -hmm. You're making this decision based on, Emotions, yes. not facts. Yes. And Sonny starts yelling at him, questioning his loyalty. And so Dex was like, all right, I guess I'll do it. Yeah. And then calls Joss and says, I love you, like in a voicemail, which means we know Dex is going to wind up in the hospital. Yeah. Because she's going to have that forever. And then Dex is going to be in a coma. And Sonny's going to be like, man, I really shouldn't have put that pressure on him. Maybe I did overreact. Yep. And Joss and Sonny are going to be mad at each other again. And Carly's not going to be able to handle it because she's dealing with a lot of other stuff right now, guys. Yeah. Just don't need that storyline right now. No. And then I guess kind of leading into it a little bit. So at the Poor Charles Grill, Brooklyn was trying to comfort Tracy during her business lunch. And Tracy went over to tell Martin all about Scott and Lucy. So she's still not buying it. She's like, No. no, you don't understand. The two of them together are never a good sign. Starting all the way back from the 80s when mm-hmm. they became friends. Yep. I feel like Martin didn't give a lot of pushback on that. He kind of just, I felt like he just kind of sat there and listened. And I mean, what was he going to say? First of all, we know that Tracy doesn't like them. We know that she can over-exaggerate. And we know that Lucy and Scott are hanging out right now because of the fact that Bobby passed away. So what is he going to say? Like, okay, if you're right, lady, then it'll all come out within the next couple of weeks and I'll figure it out. Right. If you're overreacting, then nothing will happen. And I'm glad I didn't get upset about something for no reason. I feel like he's very down to earth. Mm-hmm. So, okay, Tracy, thanks for the input. Yes. They're hanging out together. They're looking for flowers. And then Willow was at the main house telling Joss and Michael how sorry she was and asked Michael, like, why didn't you call me? I'm kind of on her side, but I know that uh, I guess I'm torn because she told him to stay not home, but that's kind of an extenuating. Yeah. I feel like your grandmother dies. That's kind of a, yeah. I feel like he was putting more distance between the two of them there by not going home or not at least calling her and telling her because it's kind of like, even in one of my bigger times of need, you said, stay away. So I did. It's like spiteful. Yeah. And it's like, no, it's not like he tried to call and she hung up on him. Right. It was, he just, didn't and michael's been he's old enough i feel that like even if we got in a huge fight if something major happened i would text you and be like look i know you're mad and i'm still mad too but by the way this big thing happened like we have to put it aside for a moment like at the funeral tracy did say to lucy Mm -hmm. we are gonna put this aside for today because that's what bobby would need or would want yep 
I don't even think Bobby would want that, but that's just a whole other thing. Because <laughs> Joss kind of called him out on it. Mm-hmm. On not tell- And then he was like, what? Like, you've never lied to someone you've loved before? Never lied to protect someone yes, you yes. loved before. And that was Cam. And then she made that face like. And then we just never went back to it. Nope. And then Sonny was at the jail. Yeah. So this was before he obviously did the deck stuff. Mm-hmm. This was Monday or Tuesday when he was still in jail. Dante came in and uncuffed him and told him about Don or Bobby. And uh, Diane showed up and was like, yeah, so you're, you're going to be able to leave right now. Yeah. And then because Cyrus is a convicted felon, uh-huh. she was able to get him bail. Mm-hmm. I don't feel like that's accurate. It does not matter what he, he could be a murderer. Right. He is a murderer. Yeah, you I don't get sure to just, you don't get a pass. It's like, oh, it's okay. You right. don't. Well, you can just buy your way out of jail because of who he is. No, no, you don't get a lesser, at least initial sentence because whoever you fought, killed, whatever, was a bad person. Like, it's still and hurting funny, stunning. He's been arrested how many times? If anything, that's another reason to not have bail. Alleged. He's been arrested though. <laughs> I know. That's the thing. Yeah, he's been arrested plenty of times. Right. They shouldn't just. For that just being the reason. It would have been, just don't even give a reason. Just have it be, Diane was able to post her bail. Right. Period on the sentence. We don't need. As we've said other times that Sonny was in trouble, he has a business, he has a family, he has a new wife, all of that stuff. I talked to them, you know, we had to post a thousand dollars bail because they're letting you out, trusting that you're not going to go somewhere else because of your ties to the community. Right. Okay, cool. Thanks. Right. Would have worked just as well. So we can slowly enter this. Okay. I'm going to follow your lead. I don't want to overwhelm you. All right. On Monday, Carly closed Kelly's and Liz came in. And it was so sweet that like Liz was able to fix the pipe for her. And she just wanted to tell Carly, like, I'm here. You know, like, I love Bobby, too. And she was so important to me. Let's just... I thought it was funny. I got a whole new box of tissues, just so you know. That's good. (laughs) I, I just thought it was funny because they were trying... To show the emotion, but still keep it a little lighthearted. Because mm-hmm. Carly's, all of a sudden, she disappears into the back. She's going to make more coffee. Yes. And then, or she wants to grab a pastry. And then she starts screaming. And so Liz goes back and is like, what is wrong? Like, you're not actually cooking. What could possibly be the right. issue? And she's like, the stupid sink, blah, blah, blah. And so Liz is like, do you have a wrench? Like, she's going to fix something. But she doesn't. She just, like, bangs, bangs on, on the pipe. But that is so and how things happen. Yes, yes. And she's like, that pipe has been a problem for years. It's not the water tap. It's We've seen whatever. Cam do that. Didn't yes. we see Cam do that? Yes. Oh, that was sweet. So very, very cute that they they kept that, like, the issue through the years. And like Carly said, I know that's just, like, a dumb little memory probably, but now it's everything. Like, I wasn't right. around for that. I forgot that you worked here when you were younger. Tell me more. Right. And so they sat and had a cup of coffee and, like, bonded. I love the way that the two of them through the years have grown to, like, we're still not friends. And we're right. not going to go They're not going to become tomorrow. a Sam and Carly. Yeah, exactly. We're not going to do, you know, all these these things together. However... I respect you as a mom. I respect you as Jason's friend. I respect you for the woman that you have become and you show the same respect to me. And so, yeah, we can sit and have a cup of coffee talking about this specific thing. We're not right. going to meet up next week for a coffee to chit chat before we go to the store or whatever. Well, and a lot of their problems were Liz was still very young. Yes. Like she was, she was a young adult, but she was just getting out of her teenage years. Whereas mm-hmm. Carly was mm-hmm. an adult. Absolutely. But still, 
And then earlier in the week, we had seen Lucy and Bobby or Lucy and Scott were at Cafe Cherie and Lucy was trying to find Bobby's favorite flowers. And she's going to regret never being able to make things right with Bobby. And she and Scott just reminisced about, mm-hmm. you know, their little love hate relationship. And Lucy doesn't think that it's fair that people forgave Bobby and not just her. And I'm thinking, well, that's because Bobby grew up and you haven't. Right. And then Lucy even said, or Scott told her. Right? Yeah. That Bobby stopped doing her shenanigans and Lucy didn't. And Lucy was jealous of the fact that she did. Yet Lucy could have done it. So thought we were going to get such a good scoop there, though, because for a minute she was like, can I tell you something? And you promise not to tell anyone else. And then they cut away to something else dumb. And then they come back and it's like, oh, I'm jealous. Well, duh. That's not. We all knew that. A big secret. (laughs) Maybe she just realized it. I, I mean, I guess that's kind of the way they were playing it, but it was. That's not a big secret. Scott knew that. We all knew that. And it's not like she just had the epiphany of, and then they cut away. Yeah. And then it comes back to, Scott, I've been jealous of her all these years. Like, she literally didn't know. No, I think she did know, and she's just kind of kept it in. Yes. But she needed to order forget-me-nots. Are those Bobby's favorite flowers? No. Then? It was the other flower that was the favorite flower. And then she What was the other flower? What would she say first? I don't know. I don't know. I didn't think she said anything, and I didn't write it down. I thought she did say it, but maybe she didn't. No, I she think said, I know that they're out of season. Yeah. And then I just kept thinking of lilacs because those are my favorite and they're like never in season. Yeah. I don't know what her favorite flower was, but then she said, I forgot to get the forget me nots. Like they were supposed to be part of the, I took it as it was supposed to be part of the procession. Like, right. Like you with you go home and, and, right, you go home and plant them. And then when they bloom, you remember Bobby. That's yeah. what I thought they were was more of right something but, like that. But the favorite flower I thought was for the arrangement, like on the casket or up right. on the altar. Yeah. So, yeah, I'm not so sure. what were her? I don't know. Mm, we'll have to find it. And then Sunny went to see Carly and they talked about Bobby and about how, yeah, she pretended to not like you, but she actually did. Mm-hmm. Maybe you weren't her favorite person. Hey, she was scared for her daughter's safety. That makes sense. Right. But overall, like she knew that he was a decent dad. Mm-hmm. Maybe not the best husband. And would she say, and every time we got divorced, <laughs> Oh, she never told me. I told you so. Yeah. I liked that. And then we saw Maxie and Felicia at BJ's grave. Yep. And then we started to on Wednesday. So that was Monday and Tuesday. And then on Wednesday, they started the memorial. Mm -hmm. Did you see that Bobby was in the opening credits both days? Yes. Okay. So she's already on the wall at GH, which... I was kind of torn about, but at the same time, I'm like, no, I like the fact that she was just there. That's a good picture. Yeah. And she's already up next to Epiphany. Mm -hmm. And I like that Cody's going to be watching James and he's going to let him play in the stables while Felicia and. Yep. Goes to the funeral. Yeah. That was nice. And then Carly gets a call that during the storm, the sign on Kelly's fell. And Liz was like, I can paint another one. And I would just like witness that. So I wrote these all in order because that's yeah, what I do. I know you do. And what did I write? I can't read that from here, but I'm sure. Oh, my God. Are they say. going to change the name to Bobby's? <laughs> and then I was done because I'm like, that would be so great. If they don't do it, I'm going to be so bad. Um, at the church, Dante's like, hey, how's it going to Carly? And I, but I love that he did that. Yeah, that's such a. Right. And then he said, like, that was a really dumb question. Like, I'm that person. I'm like, I don't know what to say to you right now. Just, just know that. Yeah. Like I am, I'm trying my best and I feel for you. Right. Like, I'm not going to ask you, you doing okay? Because that's dumb. Mm -hmm. 
there's nothing you can say. Nope. It's just, Sorry and if you're being that. really honest, this really sucks. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's, but I will tell you that afterwards. Like we can talk about that one afterwards. Um, but they talked, they talked about Lulu loving Bobby. Like they were just acquaintances, which it was like, yep. No, how about you say, you know, I went to see Lulu yesterday and told her, I know that this is going to break her heart that she's not here today. Yep. Something, anything, but that was just dumb. And then was it at Maxie's house that she and Anna and Felicia talked about how Maxie's like, you know, I have this feeling. She's like, and I think I remember this. I just, I, or I'm imagining this that I just remember uncle Tony listening. Thank you so much for not showing it. Oh, it was at the beginning of the church, but whenever they like stopped to look at the um, yeah. like memory board. Yeah. Oh yeah. Cause whenever she was like, I have a memory, but I know I can't really remember it. Cause I was still in a coma and Felicia's like, no, that absolutely Actually happened. happened. Yep. And Anna explains how that's why they tell you to talk to people who are unconscious and they can hear you. They can feel you, blah, blah, blah. And I love the fact that I don't know how I feel about this. Like they never, ever discuss the fact that uncle Tony ever listened to her heart. I can understand why he would never say it. Right. But I would think but no that one's that ever. Happen. Yeah. But I think that's just interesting because yeah. Why would you tell a child, by the way, uncle Tony was listening to beach. She felt bad enough that that's what was happening. Yeah. You know, she was aware but of it at her age. She had an understanding exactly right. that that was BJ's. So I feel like she would have been okay if they had been like, you know, we just want to listen to the rhythm of the heart again. Right. Do we want to toast her now or later? You tell me. Now yeah, we're doing it now. All right. So we did get champagne to toast Bobby because that's why not. not. And because she deserves it. She does. That's a big bottle. It is. Okay. Well, we have to record her other thing today too. Okay. The 411. There okay. we go. This is my job at all the holidays. Yeah. I at my like, in-laws. I think I'd be the somebody's <laughs> eye out person. No. They're bubbly. That'd have been a good prop one. I was going to say, you better be adding more to yours. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I just didn't tilt it enough. Do you want more now that they're... No, no, okay. no. That's fine. All right. Cheers, Cheers to Jackie. Yes. Mm. Yum, yum. We also have orange juice. We're going to be making this into mimosas. <laughs> All right. And then Willow talks to Michael about how Monica's not feeling well. Oh, that made me so sad. I know. But at least we just saw her. We did. We just saw you her. Know. And and her not feeling well is definitely an acceptable whatever. And I feel like we talked about this last week. I think the hardest part of watching all this was seeing the real emotion on the actors' faces. And so I would bet that that had a lot to do with it. Oh, she sure. Just, not only was she physically maybe not up to it, but emotionally too much. Well, and, like, I feel like they probably gave Eden McCoy the option mm-hmm. of, hey, do you want to come back for this? Can you? Right. And respected if – I'm just – I'm speculating here. A hundred percent. But it would make sense. Because she's been posting stuff like she's been – it looks like she's been traveling, which has probably been needed mm-hmm. after what she has gone through. Yeah. So Carly thanked Tracy for helping – Bobby with Luke's affairs and she was like yeah I don't know how much I actually helped her right she didn't you're welcome. To appreciate it that much she wanted right. me out of the way but then Tracy thanked her for Bobby being so loyal to Luke it was yeah and then that's when Lucy came in and Tracy kind of like 
I don't feel like Tracy did a Tracy storm. No, she just no, quickly no, no. walked back and she was like, listen, right. We're no, not doing this. I feel like she did the whole locking eyes things and walked with intent, but not like crazy because that's why Lucy was like, no, 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 no. We are not doing this here. And then Tracy was like, no, we're not doing this here. That's what I'm trying to come over and say to you is we're going to make a truce for today because neither one of us needs to deal with this extra. Yeah. And then in the back, Alexis lit a candle for Bobby and Christina mentioned about how Bobby had helped her through Kief, the Kiefer situation. Mm-hmm. I'm glad that they didn't try to alter those because yes. Lexi did an amazing job during that storyline. Like that is not one because they've done that with some Carly yes. where they have altered some previous memories to insert Laura right into. Mm-hmm. You can't do that with the Kiefer story. But then Alexis was like, yeah, but she helped me too on how to support you. And we got to see those scenes where Bobby was basically telling Alexis, you know, I went through this. Right. Sometimes you just don't know what to do. Because Alexis was, like, blaming herself. Why didn't she see the signs? Why didn't she know? And Bobby was like, you you can't know all the time. That's just how it is. And you do your best to get your daughter through it. She's going to need a lot of patience and love. Yep. And then, um, so Laura went first, giving the eulogy. Well, so the pallbearers were Michael, oh, Spencer, sorry. Drew, Lucas. We got Ryan Carnes back. I was so happy. And Kevin. Yeah, that was nice. So that was that was very nice. Yeah. But yes, Laura did the eulogy. I, I liked it. She, I liked how honest everyone was. We've talked about this before in our own personal lives as far as planning when we're gone. Don't stand up there and tell the whole world that I was the kindest, nicest person you've ever met and that I never made any mistakes and that we were I did BFFs. not light up every room. Well we are, but I did not light up every room. No, BFFs I, instantly. Wait, we were not BFFs instantly I have, either. I hate the she never met a stranger. She didn't make a friend or whatever. Yes, right. I have. Yes. Guess what? I'm not perfect. Exactly. You know, what did I tell you? Tell people she was a hot mess. She tried real hard and she was pretty funny. Yeah. That's all. Yep. Exactly. So I like that every story, although it highlighted the goodness at the end of Bobby, it did not lie or rewrite her character. So right. Laura was like, yeah, we... We had some, and at the eulogy, she didn't get into as much detail as she did later when yeah. she was talking to the reporter, but she was like, yeah, we didn't get off on the best foot. We we were not best friends, but through family and love and time, she wasn't just my sister-in-law. She was my sister and yeah. she w- was amazing. And she did, you know, these things for our family and stuff. And it was so nice. She said that when she was younger, she fought with people and then she fought for them. Yes. And that was true. That was so true. And so on our Instagram, I found a video on YouTube of all of Bobby's slaps. Not all of Bobby's slaps. <laughs> not even all of them. But I guess some of the, Highlight the highlights. They're so good because there's one with Laura from the 90s. Yeah. And it's it's a pretty well-deserved one that I kind of forgot about. And now watching it now, because I feel like maybe when I watched it the first time, I was like, oh, how dare you? And now I'm like, oh, no, it was when Laura came back. From being dead. Yeah. Bobby slapped her and called her a selfish bee. Yeah. And they were in the fog back when they did that. Yes. Oh, gosh. Back when they did the fog on the pier. Guys, can we get the fog on the pier? Thanks. <laughs> Everybody chip in for a new fog machine. Yep. Done. We will sponsor it. Okay. And then Scott spoke and he talked about all the friends that she had. 
like the wide range of friends. And he's like, even Richard Simmons, <laughs> which I love that they mentioned yes. that. And that there's a, um, a fight scene from their aerobics class too on the video. And he called Felicia the Aztec princess. Yes. And he's like, you know, she and I were meant to be best friends. Yeah. That was me. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what big wireless does. They charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey everyone, it's Jen and Jess from the beauty podcast, Fat Mascara, here to talk about Sol de Janeiro. So many of the beauty experts we interview on our show say that the key to great skin is to treat every inch of your body with the same attention you give your face. One of our favorite ways to do that is with Sol de Janeiro's Beja Flor Elastic Cream, a rich body cream that's clinically proven to boost collagen and has been shown to improve skin crepiness on the chest in just two weeks. Plus, it's scented with Sol de Janeiro's Charosta 68 fragrance. Sol de Janeiro is offering you 10% off your first order on soldejanero.com and free shipping with the code ACAST10. That's S-O- L-D-E-J-A-N-E-I-R-O soldajanero.com and use the code ACAS10 for 10% off. And Liz went up and talked about her being a healer and just left it at, I mean, very broad. Right. She said, I had been through something traumatic and Bobby helped me. And that was a nice, I mean, not nice, obviously, but nice flashback to you remember, you know, seeing it back then and Bobby even says in the scene, like, I promised my nephew that I would take good care of you, blah, blah, mm-hmm. blah. And it's like, oh, I remember Lucky. this I the beginning. hate that he wasn't there. I do, too. Or even mentioned. There was not even a mention of Lucky wasn't able to be here. Right. But whatever. Okay. First, before I start complaining about things, I think it was absolutely amazing. And there was absolutely no way that I think either of us could have possibly even Mm-mm. I think it was absolutely perfect it was there are some unfortunate circumstances that people are obviously not on the show anymore and it just stinks right it has nothing to do with how it was written or anything like that no. No, no, no. but then Carly ended by talking about what a mess she had been when she moved to Port Charles and basically about how like they went from being so such enemies to being mother-daughter right you know and she's like you know Bobby wasn't the one that tucked me in at night or like she talked about stuff like that. Like she wasn't the one who raised me, but she was my mom. Mm -hmm. And then it was over. And there had been a woman earlier in the day that Maxie kept like looking at. And then she approached her because she was like on her phone, like tap, tap, tap. And I had seen a spoiler that that actress was the actress that portrayed BJ. And I was like, that is so cool that they figured out a way to get her in here. And yeah. then I was like, how could they get the little Maxie in here? But I don't think that they would have been able to do that one without people recognizing her because she became teenage Maxie. Right. right. So we knew her as older, whereas none of us had probably really paid attention to BJ, the actress that portrayed BJ. Right. And it turns out that she is Angela Brighton, a reporter for the Associated Press and she was doing a story on Bobby. And that's all that we found out on Wednesday. Mm-hmm. And then Felix and Lucas talked. Oh, oh, I love Felix. It had been so long since we had seen him. Amy wasn't there because we've just seen her. Yeah. So why? Whatever. And then Felicia and Carly spoke. And Carly thanked her for being such a good friend to Bobby. Mm-hmm. 
And then they did go to Kelly's for a second. And Maxie and Angela talked about how she was stationed at the, did I say the Associated Press or did I say AP? You said Associated Press. Okay. Yeah. Because some people might not know that that's what AP stands for. Because that's all she said. Right. She said for the AP. And I'm like, it's the Associated Press in case anyone doesn't know. Um, Bobby was doing work in Amsterdam and had told her a lot about Parley. That's right. Because so they were all kind of talking there and she started writing a profile on her and about how she had been devoting time to human trafficking charity. Cause Felicia was saying there too, it was the three of them. It was Carly, Maxie and Felicia and yes. this girl. And that she was helping women escape and travel to the States and get asylum. And she had told her of her teen years and how Bobby was actually trafficked herself because she was just a teen when she was being, when she was a prostitute. Right. And that's what it was at the time. Yes. And that there was a point person for the organization that helped with the coordination, but that there was like one last girl that Bobby was in the process of getting over. And then Carly left and went to Tracy and was like, I need your help. This is what, like, what was going on while you were there? And I loved that Tracy, in Tracy style, was like, I don't know, she went off by herself a lot. She didn't really talk about anything. She mentioned the cabin you guys have in Canada once or twice. But I did, I followed her. That Luke had. And I I did follow her. And I was like, of course you did, Tracy. Of course you did. Like, you wouldn't just let her be without knowing. And she was like, she's I think she was making sure she was safe. I don't think it was all that. She was being messy. (laughs) But, um... Yeah, I liked, again, that's true to Tracy's right. personality. Like, why are you leaving me? What are you doing good? Or do you have some secret? Right. And so she knew that little bit of information. Like, are you, I think she thought that she was going to find her, like, seeing somebody. Yeah. You know, something juicy like that. And so then Carly decides that's it. She needs to go to Amsterdam and help figure out who this contact is and was the woman okay? Because that was Bobby's last mission. And then Felicia shows up at the last minute and is like, Hey, I'm coming with you. Cause I used to be a PI. I have some ideas. Like, what are you going to do? And Carly's like, Oh, I'll show a picture to everybody. And she's like, no, that's not how that's going to work. <laughs> not going to get you where you want to go. And then they had the flat tire. And I loved, I, that, I think that was probably my favorite scene of how they like explained things and wrapped things up or whatever, because Carly said, you're my mom's best friend and we never hung out. Never really even paid attention to that. Yeah. And then Carly was like, you know, I just don't under, I just didn't understand. And Felicia was like, well, you came in and blew up my best friend's life who happened to be married to my brother-in-law. So you ripped apart my family besides hurt my friend. I have to admit, I have not really had an interest in spending any time with you because of that. Right. And, and then, she was so, she really was so kind about it. Right. You know, right. because was, Carly was kind of, I don't think Carly literally ever thought about that. Mm-hmm. Obviously, mm-hmm. because she's like, how said that we don't really know each other, you yeah. know? Exactly. And she's and just like, okay, how do I say this? And Carly's like, oh, wait, you know why we haven't. Yeah, exactly. And then she's, once Felicia said it, she's like, oh, that like really makes sense. I did not realize, not that it would have stopped me, but I did not realize that that's what I was doing on top of what I was doing. And then I was kind of uh, about her talking about her and Maxie being close. Cause for a while, her and Maxie were a little bit closer, but not so close now. But Carly did say I, we were, I am close with Maxie and I saw the way that you not being here hurt her. And so it kind of already gave me a negative idea of 
who you were. Right. And Felicia was like, oh, okay, yeah, that that's fair. And then they were like, okay, how about we forgive each other since your mom forgave you and my daughter forgave me and move Maybe forward. we should. Well, and the thing I did like was that Carly was not trying to compare no. what she did to what Felicia did. Mm-mm. Because, and she's like, oh, well, but this is also why I've been hesitant is because, you know, I saw Maxie hurting. Right. Not, well, you did this. Mm-hmm. You know, it was just a, oh, Right, it funny because like, I've had this kind of like if hanging out in the background. To Nina, Nina would have been like, "But you did something worse because you would be right. amazing daughter." That's not what Carly was saying. No. She was like, "Oh yeah, I kept my distance because you hurt Maxie, and I guess I just didn't really think much of you then." Yep. So, and there was something prior to them leaving for Amsterdam that Felicia was remembering when she told Bobby that she loved her so much because she couldn't even think of a way to thank her. And it was after, it was like while Maxie was in surgery, receiving BJ's heart. Yes. So, yeah. And that was what she said to Carly because Carly hesitated at first and was like, no, I don't really need you to come with me. And uh, she was like, listen, your mom was my best friend and she literally gave me my daughter back. So I, I need to help you do this for her. And I think it was the way she worded that at the end. Like said exactly what Carly had just told Joss and Drew of right. I need to right. finish this last thing that my best friend was was doing. And Carly was like, oh, yep, I need to finish this thing that my mom was doing. Of course, let's do it together. Well, I think it was funny because it's not like Felicia had called Carly and Carly was like, hey, I'm going to like, right. oh, I'm, I'm packing for She's Amsterdam. Like, Drew she said just, you were going to Amsterdam and I'm coming I'm with you. I just showed up here and we're going to go. Yeah. And then Maxie told Angela, hey, come back here tomorrow and I will have back-to-back people that you can interview about their history with Bobby and hear all the stories. So that's basically what happened. Um, In between all of that, we saw Anna and Robert talking about how it was so difficult to be saying goodbye to everybody and um, that they've had to say goodbye to too many people in the past year. And they talked about Epiphany and they were like, we've had to say goodbye to too many people that took care of our daughter when we weren't here. Yes. You know, they had to skip goodbye to Epiphany and Bobby took care of Robin while they were gone. Yeah. Um, so then Thursday kind of moved in between Kelly's and Amsterdam. Um, well, Felicia and Carly were in Amsterdam. Felicia was reading that Budapest Crossing by Pierce Rupp. That's not a real book. That's the one that Anna was reading in August of 22. And Joss was reading Poolside last year. I need to know why this book exists. I want to know if there's actual words in it or if it's just blank pages. Right. Like, do they pretend write a story? Did somebody write a story? Like, on right. set? Like, what's, and that's their book? I want to read it. What's the purpose behind this fake book? Mm-hmm. And that we keep using it. Like, I just, I want to know. Right. Yeah, there has to be something. It has to be a joke to somebody or right. a, a, like, shout out to somebody. I want to know the information. And I love that at the beginning, Carly was just like, have you seen this woman? Have you seen this woman? <laughs> and Felicia's like, knock it off. Exactly. Just sit here. And then they sit at different tables. I loved that on yeah. their Bluetooth. Just right. like hidden in their hair. Just chatting away. And then Felicia's like... <gasps> hold on, don't turn around. And you can just see like, if there's anything that makes you want to turn around, it's when someone tells you don't turn around. And so she was like, uh, and she's like, no, don't move. Hold on. I think we have the contact that we need, blah, blah, blah. And so it was this woman who was talking to the guy who had already said, no, he didn't know who Bobby was. And then they stopped her and she was like, I don't, I don't know who you are. I don't know what you want. And they were like, no, we know Bobby. And she passed away. And then right. the well, lady and was, it was like, no, it wasn't the necklace yet. Sorry. No. No, no, no. 
Um, and so then she sat down and talked to them and she was like, how did you even know any of this? And Carly's like, well, this reporter came and told us because she had been talking to Bobby and the lady's like, that's not normal. You don't talk to reporters because what we're doing is secret and you don't want people to know the connections. And she's like, well, I don't know, but either way, my mom was working with this lady and I need to know if she made it to America to be safe. And she's like, what do you mean? Your mom didn't meet her. And they're like, no, she died here. And she's like, Oh, uh, I don't know. I'm they picturing this woman in Canada stranded alone in some cabin. And that's when Carly remembers what Tracy had said about Luke's cabin. And while they were waiting though, Felicia was telling Carly about how Bobby used to throw the parties at the Brownstone. And Carly's like, yeah, I wasn't. She says, I don't remember those. And and she's like, that's like, you you weren't on the the invite list at that time. (laughs) Yeah, the brownstone used to be happening. But Bobby helped one person at a time get from Amsterdam to Canada. And then while they were waiting on the asylum papers to come into the U.S., they stayed at the cabin. And there was a girl named Cornelia. And Felicia called Anna and Robert to see if they could help getting the paperwork fast-tracked. That and was Carly funny, too, because Anna's like, uh, yeah, I don't really have any They don't like me so much right so. now. Robert's like, I might be able to, but Carly was like, yeah, so that's well and good, except for we need to find the girl. Mm -hmm. So then they just hopped on over to Ontario, randomly looking for a cabin, right? We don't know where this cabin is. They had an address, but the GPS wasn't working. Okay. Because they said something about the the general area. The GPS wasn't working, but I did think it was funny. That's when Carly was wondering why she and Felicia never spent so much time together. Because then they always took a move. I'm sorry. I skipped ahead. It's yes. not like it really. And that was funny because Carly's like, man, I'm so glad you didn't hit that deer. And she's like, that was not a deer. That was a moose. It's like, really? <laughs> so I just liked, yeah, how the whole thing was all played out, except for it was funny. It reminded me of when did we make a joke about they just drove from here to there, which is impossible because it's like mm-hmm. one second they're in Amsterdam. And Do you the want the details? Second, they're driving to Canada from Amsterdam. So a flight from Buffalo to Amsterdam, on average, depending on flight, and this is, I took out the extremes, Yeah, 10 to 14 hours. <laughs> it was like five minutes. From Amsterdam to Ontario, 16 to 20-ish hours. There were some that were well over 20 hours. And Ontario to Buffalo is about eight hours. Well, uh-huh. good thing we have super fast planes in general hospital land. Even on private. Let's, let's just assume that Carly was on private and we were on the... 10 hour, 16 hour, I was eight say, hour. You're just cutting out like the layover times there. This, it still takes time to fly. Just like no matter what kind of car you drive, it still takes time. Even if you're right. going well over the spe- speed limit, you cannot get from here to Florida in two hours. Right. <laughs> so, um, so then at Kelly's, Laura was the first one and she was like, I don't know what I can tell you that I didn't say in the eulogy yesterday. And it's like, really? Right. And then she's like, oh, Oh, yeah, our issue started over a boy. And then they go on and they shared the clip of Bobby opening the door at Scott's. More information to come on how that all happened. Yeah. Join (laughs) us on Thursday as we discuss all of that. All the inside details. But then she talked about how Bobby always spoke her mind. And then Lucas spoke about how Bobby absolutely hated nicknames because she had so many of them. Mm hmm. And anytime um, Tony. Tony tried to call him like LL or something like that, she was like, no, his name is Lucas, except for BJ called him Champ, which I forgot to look up. Did she actually call him Champ? I did not look that up, but the um, explanation 
I liked the explanation that they so gave. It sounds that Tony called him champ and Bobby yelled. Mm-hmm. So BJ just messing with her mom would then call him champ. And then it kind of stuck. Well, she just liked it so much. Yeah. She would like giggle. And so Bobby, but I let it go and talked about how she's always been a fighter. Mm-hmm. And then I like how Lucas couldn't say that he called, she called him champ until she, and he was just like, until yeah. <laughs> what were you going to say? Um, I would have to go back and watch. Like I remember when Lucas was little, little, mm-hmm. but then BJ was only like three ish. Right. It seemed like I don't remember seeing a ton of BJ and Lucas like running around the house playing together, blah, blah, blah. I don't know that there was lots of scenes like that. So I don't know if he was probably a still a baby, baby of champ because yeah, like she passed away because of the school bus accident, but I'm pretty sure it was still like kindergarten because they were like six or seven yeah. whenever it happened. So he would have only been a toddler. I don't right. like, I can't pick out a specific, Oh yeah. I remember he was sitting in the high chair and she said, bye champ. I'm going to school or something like that. Right. So I don't know if and that was it, made up. It or makes not. sense that we wouldn't have seen it, but I love the story. Mm-hmm. And then Michael Willow and Joss, Bobby showed up in a black veil to protest his wedding to Nell. <laughs> that was so funny. But then Bobby gave Willow the bracelet that Luke had given to her to wear at her wedding. I want that bracelet. That was so beautiful. And then Scott shared that he Bobby didn't take any guff from anyone, especially him. And we see him proposing and she smacked him. Yes. Yes. That was that most recent one that I remember us even talking about, like in the middle of the day, Scott was like, Hey, I'm lonely. Bobby, you want to get married? And she was like, what is wrong with you? And then Lucy talked about how Bobby could throw around words. And Angela was like, so you guys were like the original frenemies. Yeah. And Lucy's like, yeah, Yeah. we were were frenemies before that was even a word. And she says about how, BJ was so special to her. Yeah. And then Liz mentioned that her sons don't know about her past. I'm surprised she didn't tell Cam at least at this point. Me too. But why do I feel like he does know? I could have sworn that we saw that. I could be, I like to make up my own. Maybe he thought about somebody else and didn't talk to her about it because he didn't want to. Because I thought that it was with the sex tape. I thought that she talked about something Maybe but, she said I had something, I had my own traumatic something or something maybe. like that, but didn't get into specifics. Yeah. But I like the fact that she was like, can we just kind of, you know, not maybe mention my name as part of that? Right. Um, and the reporter was like, yeah. And Audrey didn't know how to handle it, but Bobby did. And that's what inspired her to be a nurse. And so now yeah. she has Bobby's job. Yeah. And then... So I'm, I am very proud of myself right now, just so we all know, because <laughs> I was a hot mess during all of this. Yeah. And then my son happened. It's so like, I was in my room watching this and he was like going to work, I think. And he was going to say goodbye. And he's like, you okay? I was like, yeah, remember when I told you about the actual person passed away and they announced that the character passed away last week? He's like, yeah. I said, well, now they're doing her memorial. So here we are. Mm-hmm. And it was the Thursday episode. Yeah. It was the end of the Thursday episode is when my son decided to say goodbye to me for before he went to work. And it was right when Maxie couldn't find Angela's card to get in touch with her. And like they couldn't find her online or anything. And I'm like, so my first instinct was 
she had something to do with the people that were sex trafficking mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and that she was just trying to find that woman. And I'm like, ah, but they wouldn't have done something nefarious to come from this. Mm-hmm. You know, like they wouldn't have done that. Part of me thought that Luke was the coordinator and that he was helping girls that he couldn't because he couldn't help Bobby. So that's what he was doing. Oh, I would like that's that. what I really, really thought was going to be. I thought Luke was going to be at the cabin. Oh, we forgot to talk about the girl in the cabin. They found her. And she recognized Bobby's necklace yes. and was like, why do you have that? And then she let Bobby and Felicia talk to her and Carly Carly, and Felicia talked to her. And then they brought her to general hospital to receive treatment. And that's when yeah. they made it there in two seconds. <laughs> and then Felicia tried to contact her contact and, or she did contact her contact in Amsterdam and was like, yeah, I'm trying to really so She called the paper. She called the paper. Yes. Yeah. But and they were like, in Amsterdam. She's like, I know people in Amsterdam. Cause we all do. Mm-hmm. And was like, well, I'm trying to reach this reporter. And they're like, no one there has ever worked yeah, there named Angela Brighton. The receptionist is like, I've been here for like years and years and years. Right. No one that here by that name. And then Lucas. So then we see everyone at Kelly's and Liz had painted the new sign we hadn't seen it yet. and we hadn't seen it yet. And it was Liz, Lucas, Carly. Was Laura there? Was it Laura? Who? I can't remember. Or was it Felicia? And then Felicia left. Maybe. Cause then Lucas had to go. And I felt so bad. Like, like you said, we watched everybody in real life, but like he looked so distant. Yeah. Like I just felt so bad because I mean, and I give them all the credit. Like they're allowed to walk away from this. And right. Right. Do I their wonder own if thing. that was why he didn't give part of the eulogy. Yeah. Was because he personally was feeling too much. And then um, he went out there and Angela was standing there and he's like, hey, by the way, thanks for the tip. My sister and Felicia were able to get the girl. And then he turned around and she said, you're welcome, champ. And I lost my mind. Aww. And I'm like, that was <laughs> Angel is Angela. Angela without the A is Angel. And Brayton is the actress's real first name. Yeah. I knew that. Because I was like, oh, that's cute. They're giving her part of her own name. Lost. My, I was I was like hyperventilating. Aww. And Noah, and my son's like, what? And I'm like, ah, she was this character on this show back in the 90s. And she died. And she gave her her heart. And like all this. I was like, But I thought that they just brought her back just to be the reporter. Because it would totally make sense. Right. Like it didn't. Did you know? Like did you. Were you picking I, up on any of it? I did not. I did not know. I, I was in the same boat as you at first. When they first saw her, when Maxie first noticed her in the church, I was like, why is this chick on her phone? Like, who's at a funeral on her phone? Right. So what is she doing bad? Like, I don't like this. Right. And then whenever they couldn't find her, I was like, oh, no, she's going to be part of the thing. And then same thought process. Like, they can't have something bad. She was there, like, waiting for details, maybe from the different eulogies that she could piece together and be like, this girl is here. Yes, exactly. And so then I'm like, no, they wouldn't do something bad. Like, we're trying to end Bobby nicely. We're not going to do something bad. And so then I was just confused and then once she said oh i'm a reporter she does this i was like oh that was so nice that they're trying to like end her on a happy helping note because that was who she was blah 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 and i the had fact not that they brought back her past and we're having and that's why i was like that's why luke is the coordinator yeah, because i like he I, wasn't able to help bobby i really like that they could still use they that. could still do it absolutely could but i did not 
see the spoiler that she was the original actress. Oh, okay. And so the whole time I kept looking at her and being like, man, like she, that is crazy that she is the same actress and that she looks so much like Bobby because every time I looked at her, I was like, she really does. Are they going to say something stupid? Like this is is another law. law I thought that for a second. And and then I did the math and then I was like, and I was like, that's not possible. I don't want this to be, I don't want that to be. And then once it like all clicked, I was like, Oh my God. And then I did, I googled. Do you know what though? I wish girl. And yeah, but it would have been nice if like while Lucas was walking away, Tony had grabbed her hand. Yeah. But then you would, like, not even be here right now. You'd be upstairs <laughs> crying in your bed. So it's a good idea that it wasn't. But I'm glad that – so I'm real – obviously, we wanted Luke to be there. Oh, oh, oh. But then we saw Carly go outside and put up the sign, and it said Bobby's. And my son was still in there. And I'm like, ah, that's right. And he's like, okay. I'm like, listen. If your son he knows. happens to come home with a mental diagnosis for you because of your extreme ups and downs, I would not be surprised. I just feel a lot of things. I just well, and so it was funny because a friend of mine was having a really hard day, and so we used that app Marco Polo, mm-hmm. and I was trying to not ignore them, but I was like, "Why are you crying?" And so finally, I popped on. I was like, "Listen." <laughs> I'm like, I'm not ignoring you. I'm in the middle of this. And I'm like, I'm like, would it help you if I distracted you with my story? And I think that's probably why I'm not such a hot mess right this second, because I retold it already. Yeah. And I was like, I normally don't get to talk about this until Sunday. Right. And I mean, she was very kind about it. But like, at one point, she did laugh. And then I shared more. And she's like, I just really wish that I could get. She's like, you're really. I'm a huge empath in case you guys haven't figured that out yet. <laughs> no. And it was just, I'm like, I really think that it hit more just because it was Jackie, not just Bobby. Right. But oh, I, right. I love, love, love so much that they changed the name to Bobby's. I love it. I mean, it's, it's sad because it's the end of an era, but I'm never going to not call it Kelly. It's though. always good. I mean, but it's, Oh, that's just so perfect. Yeah. I think that's and that Liz made the sign. And that, that Liz made the sign. It went together. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I thought it was really, really good I though. Did. I mean, that is beyond anything. Other than like you said, obviously we wanted Luke back, and it would have been nice if Monica could have been there and those kind of things. You can't change where people are in their real lives right. for a TV show. But as far as how the show played it out, the storyline or whatever, I thought it was amazing. And they thought everything through. Like, I, I don't feel like there's any loose ends. I loved that Maxie, I felt, showed the right amount of emotion. She had this connection to this reporter. She yes. couldn't figure out why. She even said, I just Felicia said, you have really you. kind eyes. Has anyone ever told you that? Right. Yeah. And so you, you saw that. But at the same time, Maxie wasn't, like, bawling her eyes out hysterically. Like, right. Oh, I, yeah, because then she and Felicia figured it out, too. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I like that it wasn't cheesy. Right. I feel like that was so amazing that, yeah, I had seen, so I didn't know that I saw a spoiler, but after I saw it, I guess I saw a spoiler that somebody was questioning how the, like the comment was, but how was she an angel if everyone saw her? And I didn't know what they were. I assumed by that, that they were talking about, they had like put Bobby, Bobby in, in there somewhere. And I was like, yeah. 
I don't see them because well, AI that. now like, I can know. totally do that. You can, but I was like, I, I don't know. Unless she would have said those lines at some point to use her voice, you couldn't. I mean, I guess you could, but you wouldn't disrespect the actress to have right, no. an AI say her her voice. So did they just like you know impose her somewhere? What do you mean everyone saw her? But I didn't put too much thought into it. Or if they've I done it, watched it. Or if they had been talking about like how we said. You know, we thought that she was going to be welcomed into heaven. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And then that would have been nice, though, too. Maybe having maybe Tony and someone who resembled Bobby from the back that right. that BJ went and walked with. Right. Right. Or just like them outstretching their hands with like a light. So you didn't see that it yes. was Bobby walking towards or it was supposed to be Bobby walking yes. towards. And then that she was rejoining. Good. But I feel like she, that would have been so hard for Lucas, though. Right. To be like. All right, so it's just me. <laughs> yeah, I'm just going to stand here and watch you guys walk away and not flip out. I'm just glad that they brought back Ryan Carnes and didn't. Uh, I'm sorry. Like, we only had the recast twice. Right. Maybe three times. There would have been no I mean, reason. It would have been like bringing back a recast Jonathan Jacks or a recast Lucky instead of Jonathan Jackson. Right. Like, that would have been useless. Just have the person up It either. was hard for me. And, like, again, I know real people, real lives off the show, and that's what's going on. But even seeing Carly sit there with not real Jocelyn next to her. I mm-hmm. was like, Oh, this, this feels not right. So if they would have put the rest of the, the stand in characters for characters, right. No. But understanding the circumstances behind Eden not right. being there makes it so understandable. Exactly. That she would yeah. not be able to possibly mm-hmm. handle. No, that we could barely handle watching it. We could oh. be acting in it. If we had just gone through what My she's gosh. gone through. I'm very so. proud of myself. I brought out a whole box too. Good job. Just for it. Yay. Cheers to Shane. Yay. Cheers to me. I'm I'm out now. (laughs) But no, really, if I had not already shared this with somebody else, I bet that I would have. It was just, it really was so good. See, I was lucky. I guess it's like kind of rolls into the reality check even. I was lucky because Madeline had a friend sleeping over. So I had like cleaned all day. And then whenever her friend got there, they were upstairs playing. So I turned it on to sit and watch it like straight through. And so Ryan was there for a little bit of it to ask like questions here or there, but not mm-hmm. much. And then Madeline and her friend came down here or there. So I kept having to like pause. And so I didn't get so to you had a sit break. in the emotion for I too watched long. both back to back. Yeah. I teared up a little bit, but I didn't like go. I was full. a mess. It was more just the, I'm so sad. Like, I'm just so sad. I not it's when BJ insane. said champ, like I was already like, yeah, like misty. I was misty through everyone sharing just because yes. I was like, they're thinking of it. But the second she said champ, I was like, <gasps> yeah, I think the one who got me the most, like looking at them, Felicia, like Christina Wagner seemed like she was seriously yeah. very broken up. And then um, Scott, whenever they yes. said Scotty, I was like, and I'm sure Pin everyone's is. having a very hard time, but the two of them, I just wanted to like reach through my TV and be like, I'm so sorry you lost your friend right. because that was the true, again, I'm sure everyone on set cares about everyone on set, but those two really seemed like they were having a hard time. Yeah. So I really felt for them. <sighs> I don't even know how to go into reality. Oh, Laura said reality check this week. She said it when she was talking about that Bobby always spoke her mind. And she was, because she said about how Laura was raised where her, like, it was good manners, good this, good that, and good outcomes. And Bobby was like, 
Nope. She was always ready with a reality check yeah. because nope, this is how this goes. Mm-hmm. And you're acting like an idiot right now. So you're going to get bad results. <laughs> Sorry. That's how that happens. But yeah, Laura said reality check this week. I was like, oh, reality check. So what's your reality check? So pretty much that Madeline. Oh, I did. Hello, Mr. Customer. If you're listening, I had an amazing. Did you tell him about our podcast? I was getting into it. (laughs) I had this customer and he called. He was so nice. And he just had like basic questions about his account. He needed a minute to find something. And I was like, yeah, take your time. Blah blah blah. I don't feel like I did anything above what a normal person would do. And I'm sorry if other customer service reps aren't that nice because again I didn't seem like I was doing something that nice but he was like you are so nice and thank you so much and blah 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 and I've been in customer service before and you couldn't pay me triple what I used to make to be in it now and I was like oh thank you so much you know it is easier over the phone because you're not face to face to people with people you can take it less personally than when they're screaming at you standing right in front of you blah 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 and he was like you have you shouldn't be working there you have such a nice voice you should be on TV or radio. And I was like, well, actually, I have a podcast. I don't know. We just like connected, you know? And Mm -hmm. I was like, actually, I have a podcast. And he was like, really? And I was like, yeah. And he was like, you go get it, girl. Like, that's (laughs) awesome. And I was like, thanks. And he was like, what's your podcast name? And I was like, oh, Pure 54. It's about General Hospital. I'm sure you're going to think I'm a dork, but, you know, it's my show. I watch with my friend, blah, blah, blah. And uh, he was like, well, let me write that down. How do you spell that again? Well, I'm going to have to listen to you. So if you're listening, thank you for listening. And even if you're not listening, thank you for the nice compliments because it made my day. And then um, he asked to talk to one of the supervisors and told them how wonderful I was. He called me an angel on earth. So just like bright. <laughs> exactly. Or BJ. So I, it was definitely like, you know, one of those fun things to connect yeah. with somebody and, uh, nice customer reviews are always helpful. So that was nice. And then besides that, this week, Madeline was sick. We had mm-hmm. a little mommy daughter sick day because it was more like mental health needed to see me kind of stuff. And so now she's all better. And then she had her friend over yesterday. So my goal was to de-dog the house because Megan had turned the living room into her and the dog's bedroom slash rec room slash whatever. So there was socks all over the place and sweatpants and sweatshirts and just like teenagers bedroom. That was what my living room looked like. And so we went to Lowe's and got some special like scrubby broom thingy. And so I mopped, I scrubbied, I swiffered, I put an air freshener in, I vacuumed 400 times. I threw a bunch of stuff away, threw a bunch of stuff in the laundry. And like now my living room, I walked down the steps this morning and I was like, it doesn't smell like dog. It doesn't smell like dog. And like, you can see the floor and you can sit on the couch and it was amazing. And then I just like did some bills and stuff like that. So it was a productive day but it was like definitely more chill because I would already had it in my head that after dance we weren't going anywhere and so that was what I did that's awesome yep how about you my son went back to school today he actually just got there Uh, I'm glad that he's safe but I'm sad for you I know I I can't because then when he comes home for spring break he comes home March 1st but I start nine days of travel on the 4th Oh. So I'm not going to see him. Yeah. So that's going to stink. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I just, I can't keep thinking about stuff because I'm like, but then he'll be home for the summer. But then that's also right before his senior year already. 
How? Our kids just graduated from high school. Like, how? Unfortunately, I know that's not true because now my other one's graduating from high school I know. this year. So, but Emily... Uh, Emily took a little more time and is not quite so head on they straight. They all take their, no, it's as your son. No, I can say that. I, my daughter has. Well, they all have to take their own time. They yes, have to, it, yes. This is not wasting money and time. Exactly. She's exactly. doing something. She's, she has her job and she's getting, getting it figured out, which is way better than going away to an expensive school and failing out by. Correct. Doing not, things that are not healthy for you out there. So I'm not saying I'm a disappointment at all. I'm just saying. The reality of it doesn't have to hit me as hard. Right. Yeah. Because she is, she'll have another uh, semester after your son is done. Gotcha. And um, she will still only have her associates then. So we're baby stepping it. You got like thrown right into it because your son did it the quote unquote proper way, which good for him because he's, he's always known what he wanted to do. So there was no, and I hired like basically a teenage life coach to, I don't want to say talk him out of it, but I didn't want it. We are of the generation where you went to school, you got the job, everything was great. Right. And not so much. And I still have student loans. And, you know, it was the more education you have, the better your opportunities are going to be. And that's not what happened. And so many people our age are stuck in insane student loan debt because we weren't able to get... It's not that we weren't able to. The jobs didn't pay what we were basically led to believe. I remember when I graduated from college, and I don't know if I've ever said where I went, so I'm not going to now. It's a really good school. And I went to the business school. And at graduation, the uh, provost gave us each like a Hot Wheels car that was like the top of the line car, you know, like a Mercedes or a BMW or something like that, because that's what you're going to be able to drive with your education. No, dude. We can't. We can if we want to have a ton of bills every month. We're not even getting a... mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Being in real estate has also opened my eyes to a lot of things that, like, basically for our parents or the people that were able to buy a house in the early 80s making $30,000 a year now have to make $140,000 a year to be able to afford, like, the bare minimum. Right. And it's insane. Like the same, like that's the, yeah. But income has not increased at the same rate. No. As, yep. Okay, cool. Yep. Anyway, other than that, um, yeah, so he's back at school. And we, but we had such a nice time while he was home and we had some other stuff happening like in our personal life. So I think that it was like extra nice while he was home. So, um, and for the first time, I think since I started in real estate, it was slower. Like, this is the first time that I feel like I've actually experienced a real winter market because my first year was 2019 and I had my surgery in November. I intentionally right. stopped, like, I intentionally slowed myself down. Mm-hmm. So that was to be expected. Right. This year, it seems a little bit more, but then it, it only lasted for like a little bit because interest rates have dropped now. So now we're back to, woohoo! Yay! <laughs> Um, but then also one of the things on my 50 before 50 list is, was painting a Bob Ross painting and my son is in school for animation and my aunt is an amazing artist. And I happened to share that with them over, I think it was at Christmas and my aunt was like, Oh, that would be really cool. And I was like, would you guys do it? I just honestly assumed that I was going to wind up in my living room one day by myself doing it. And I was like, would you want to do one? She's like, yeah. 
And then I looked at my son. I was like, oh, will you do one with me too? And so I was like, let's do it before he goes back to school. So Thursday night, before he went back to school, we did Distance Hills, which was season three, episode five of Bob Ross, because it was labeled as one of the easiest ones to do. And I really, really, truly wish that I had taken more photos because there were so many times where I thought I had made such a mess. And I was like, oh, my gosh, this is going to be absolutely horrible. And it wound up looking like that. Oh my God, that's beautiful. I was not a liar. All right. Just so everyone knows, Shannon is a liar when it comes to first they're laying down the stick. So I was like, guys, lay down the plastic so that we don't get anything. I was like, oh, because it. So when I gave it to my son, I was like, just go down there and give this to her and just lay it down like we're murdering someone. He's like, okay. Just no questions asked. Like, right, it's right. just like, sure. <laughs> well, I mean, get the saw from the... I'm like, lay it down American Psycho style. <laughs> but like, that's how it started. And I really do wish, like, everything's a little bit darker than I wish it had. Oh, that's and then, like, beautiful. But like, I really thought that I had messed up in so many places. Like, my, my trees are... But then you just cover them up with leaves. That's amazing. I, I really should have taken more... That's amazing. The next one I do, you, maybe I'll do a video. That way you can tell you this, but you're a liar. I I still don't feel like I'm you a liar. You are a liar. But Bob Ross is an excellent teacher. Bob Ross is an excellent teacher. My dad used to love watching his painting show, but you are a liar. Just know that it does not take 27 minutes. It will take you three hours oh, heck, of pausing, yeah. rewinding. But you can get a lot of the supplies for fairly reasonably at Walmart. You don't necessarily have to buy the top of the line, whatever. And it was just really nice. The three of us just hung out. My son doesn't drink, but my aunt and I had some margaritas and just hung out and painted and made fun of each other and just had a really, really good time. So I got across that off my list too. That's awesome. So that was nice. Just because you shared a picture, um, Madeline and her friend did let me do your makeup with oh, my eyes shut. Okay. So this is each oh. makeup. <laughs> Hold it. They did each other's makeup with their eyes. So, so if I, I was doing your makeup, eyes. I would be doing makeup on you with, with my eyes shut. shut. Oh. So that, that well, to be fair, they, they got I mean, it kind of close. Right Madeline did start doing eyeliner. They kind of look like they're carnivores. Nose. But, <laughs> but besides trying to eyeline her nose, I mean, they're pretty close to where it's supposed to be. Just. I don't know if I would trust anybody <laughs> with a pencil near my eyes with their eyes shut. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's well, good the, for uh, them. The fun of. That's being cute, 11. though. That is cute. So. Though. Right. <laughs> but yeah. So I'm so happy for you. That is so cool. This Again, we can do it. You need to post that picture so the rest of the world can see that I'm not just being I posted mean, you're it on my liar. Facebook. Not your Facebook, everybody. Like, our oh. Facebook. So everyone can comment, Amanda is right, Shannon is a liar. I am I am pleasantly surprised with how it came out. It's beautiful. So, um, but I was so nervous because of who I was doing it with. And oh, I was, yeah. At first I was like, oh, this, this is great. And then I'm like, no, I for Well, so, <sighs> so my son tried to do his own version and it didn't come out quite the way that he wanted it to, oh. but they're still drying too. Oh, okay. yeah. We realized afterwards that we didn't do the whole, like, here's our class photo, but so now they're just all drying and like they're boxed up in a way okay. after we okay did that. Yeah. So, um, theirs are better than mine. That's why I wanted to see <laughs> like yours is really good. I want to see theirs. I'll be like, I'll pay you for theirs, man. Right. But yeah. So, <sighs> 
come cry I'm with us on Thursday. I know. Is that ending this? I don't feel like we're going to cry anymore, though. No. I feel No, like, I'm not I on Thursday. Like this good. is good, juicy stuff. Like, I don't want to give you a turn. I just want to read it all and be like, <laughs> I was going to say, I'm like, you didn't send anything, did I didn't. you? I didn't. Okay. <laughs> all right. So join us on Thursday as Amanda tells me all about 1977 to 89 Bobby. Yep. Have a good week. And we'll meet you at the pier. Bye. Bye. If you enjoyed today's show, we invite you to go to pier54podcast.com to subscribe on your favorite platform. Don't forget to leave us a review. And you can also follow us on many social media channels. Just search for Pier 54 Podcast. Also, we are not perfect. So if there is something that we missed or messed up, just let us know by emailing us at pier54podcast at gmail.com. everyone, it's Jen and Jess from the beauty podcast Fat Mascara here to talk about Sol de Janeiro. So many of the beauty experts we interview on our show say that the key to great skin is to treat every inch of your body with the same attention you give your face. One of our favorite ways to do that is with Sol de Janeiro's Beige Flor Elastic Cream, a rich body cream that's clinically proven to boost collagen and has been shown to improve skin crepiness on the chest in just two weeks. Plus, it's scented with Sol de Janeiro's Charosta 68 fragrance. Sol de Janeiro is offering you 10% off your first order on soldejanero.com and free shipping with the code ACAS10. That's S-O-L D-E-J-A-N-E-I-R-O soldajanero.com and use the code ACAS10 for 10% off.